finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. under attack from Russia. Ukraine's the good guys. Russia's the bad guys. Ukraine is our allies. Some people want to send troops and set up a no-fly zone and go to war. We've gone over this before. The the poll we mentioned last week had 35% of the American public wants to join the fight, even if it results in nuclear war with Russia. 35%. Uh, I don't know if that number is growing this week or not, but I have a condition I'd like to add. I, I know every time Joe Biden speaks or Jen Psaki speaks or Blinken, they all want to just give the Ukrainians everything and anything, planes, ming- uh, stingers, you know, uh, harpoon, javelins, whatever it takes. And I'm all for uh, taking sides and supporting uh, Ukraine. However, I have a condition for the Ukrainians and maybe Biden can throw this out there next time he talks to Zelensky, which, by the way, he said he hasn't done in like weeks. He used to talk to him every day. But anyway, Zelensky's the good guy. He was on the Grammys. He looks great in a T-shirt. He's he's a hero. But could he ask his guys to stop shooting POWs, killing POWs? Oh, no, hold on. I got a better. Since I'm a big Ukrainian supporter, I want to make this as easy as possible. Tell me if this works, Ironhead. Mm-hmm. He makes a condition to, to Zelensky. You get the $14 billion. Money we, we certainly don't spend on the southern border. We certainly don't spend to try and stop fentanyl. But we do want to spend it to protect Ukraine's borders. And I just ask one small condition. Stop killing POWs on video. Yes. How about that? Yeah, I was just yeah, kidding. You, yeah, I know you guys have phones. I know you used to getting uh, videotape and everything and uh, putting it up on TikTok or maybe on Instagram. But can you stop killing POWs on camera? Is that asking too much of our allies in Ukraine? Again, we know they're the good guys. They're the heroes. They're freedom fighters. They're, they're inspirations to us all. But, uh, and I, and I know the media is working hard to paint that picture, that narrative. And again, I'm all in, but you and I were just sitting here this morning since the Masters, the start of the Masters has been delayed because of rain. And instead of watching golf, we decided to we'd watch videos from uh, what city would this be uh, um, from? Let's see. <sighs> we're watching videos of Ukrainian soldiers killing their Russian counterparts um, the video, which the New York times verified. Now we know that's all that matters when it comes to electronic, uh, video or, uh, or audio or emails. If the New York times verifies it, that means it's real. So New York times verified Ukrainian troops committing the killings in a village outside Kiev. They, bring out their video and I'm looking at it now. A lot of it's blurred out. They bring out their cameras when they decide to commit war crimes, just in case, you know, they want to make sure everyone sees it. I understand they're pissed off. Their whole world has been rocked. Their relatives, maybe, maybe their kids have been killed by Russian troops. The New York times also verified the slaughter in Buka of Ukrainian civilians. We saw that we saw guys with their hands tied behind their, behind their, uh, Backs, we saw a guy shot dead at what appears to be his bicycle right under him or next to him like he was riding down the street. We know they're killing civilians, they're savages, they're war criminals. And again, we're still rooting for Ukraine. We're still hoping they win. But they're killing POWs with 
bullets that we gave them. It just feels a little, uh, a little questionable at this point. And uh, I, I, I would ask them, you know, guys, can you put the phones down, but you can't bring a phone into the masters. Maybe you shouldn't bring a phone into a village when you're about to shoot uh, POWs. Uh, is that asking too much? I don't think is that so. asking too much. No. Plus okay. it gives away their position uh, too. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and where do they, uh, can you find this out? Where do they post it? I know the New York times got a hold of it. Again, I'm looking at another video now of, um, uh, of dead bodies in the street, but it's blurred out. I haven't really I, worked hard to get the, uh, unblurred. I just sent uncensored. it to I just sent it to you. Uh, I know, but where, oh, did you, Jesus? That's not what I, I want to watch m- the masters today, <laughs> not war crimes. Yeah. That ask you too much. But Thanks, where, how do how did the New York Times how did the public get a hold of this video? Who is the war criminal who's killing POWs and then posting it? That's what I'd like to know. Talk about a modern day war. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen this before. War, actual war, brutal war, including dead civilians. Uh, Russian forces are continuing to conduct brutal bombing campaigns in Mariupol, where civilian death toll has risen to. 5,000. Now that means Russia is the bad guy. Make no mistake. I just wish Ukraine's would be a little bit more of a good guy in, in this. And again, I'd, I'd probably do the same. I'd be so pissed off if they killed your child or your spouse, you'd want vengeance. You want blood, but I would just request they commit their war crimes off camera. I don't know. If, I don't think that's asking too much. I don't think, we can have that discussion because here, here's what's happening. I don't know if you're paying attention to this uh, Aaron head, but, um, but I am because it happened during COVID it's happened during hell. It happened during the transgender debate. I'm sorry. wasn't a debate during the, uh, the transgender uh, movement there, the, the uh, one side, the, the side of the mainstream media and big tech and, 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 you know, half the, maybe not half, half the public. We have reached a point in this country where debate is not allowed. Now, that's one reason Elon Musk is buying uh, Twitter, hopefully succeeds. But during COVID, as we know, you weren't allowed to question Dr. Fauci. Later on, we found out the man is pure evil. He's cashing in. He's lying to the public. He's just a really, really bad guy who's still, by the way, in charge. You know, still in charge of our public health decisions. And now he's talking about more lockdowns. Why uh, you weren't allowed to ask where the virus uh, uh, emanated from. You weren't allowed to to question uh, school closings, and certainly you weren't allowed to cl- question masks. The, this, there's this un-American uh, dynamic right now where only one side can be heard. <clears throat> now, I told you from the beginning of the Ukraine, of the war, the invasion, that I was a little leery and I went back to my experience from Iraq. I said, I will never do what I did in Iraq. I fell for it. I became passionate, emotional, and I supported the invasion. It was a mistake. It was one of the, the biggest uh, mistakes personally that I made is siding with the Bush administration and uh, with uh, Colin Powell and Donald Rumsfeld saying, let's go shock and awe. And I sat and watched shock and awe and I supported it. And I'm still not sure what we got out of it. We got a lot of wounded veterans. We got a a fair amount of uh, uh, wounded, uh, dead soldiers and Marines. It made no say cost trillion trillions. I understand the Afghanistan invasion. Everybody was supportive of that. It should have taken 10 weeks. We should have been done there. We should have blown up the the camps, uh, killed as many of the terrorists as we could and get the hell out. We stayed for 20 years and trillions of dollars. That was a mistake in the end too, but Iraq was a mistake from the beginning. And the reason I supported it was because of anecdotes, because of stories. Oh, this girl, you know, and I, and I mentioned Ule, Ule and Kuse, Ude and Kuse, whatever that uh, Saddam Hussein's evil sons mm-hmm. were torturing, you know, raping, you know, that they, they were, uh, you know, killing uh, soccer players if they lost a match or, uh, you know, they were uh, uh, putting people in meat grinders feet first. I remember vividly talking about this on the air and said, we must do something. We must stop them. 
And looking back, I think a number of uh, anecdotes, stories were propaganda. Even if forget, forget propaganda, maybe they were true, but that didn't justify losing you know, 4,000 American troops and Marines, 4,000 uh, or more than that, people losing legs, losing limbs, losing eyes. For what? To, did we stop? Did we change the way they, they, they think over there? Did we establish a democracy? No, it was all a mistake. We were lied to by the intelligence community about WMDs. We were rallied like we were some kind of, you know, high school football team. And they were the coach saying, oh, let's go get them. And I and lots of other people fell for it and, and you know, watched shock and awe. We killed hundreds of thousands of civilians and we came home 20 years later and, and trillions of dollars later. And I'm still not sure what it all accomplished. It was a mistake. And I know there are people in this country. I know the military industrial complex wants to go to war. You heard Mark Milley, that detestable slug. And, 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 and this, did, if nothing else, here's why I could never, ever support our, our generals at this point. Because of Mark Milley. Mark Milley was the architect of the disaster in Afghanistan, the, the withdrawal in Afghanistan. Mark Milley is this, 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 this load, this, whatever, probably five, eight, 280 pound load. who couldn't do a push up to save his life. And he's saying, uh, you know, this, this, he's going, he's going to be leading us. He's going to be taking us to the next level in Iraq, whether it's, you know, advisors, <laughs> the, the dreaded advisors or troops on the ground, it's going to be Mark Milley is going to be in on that decision. And Mark Milley sucks. Mark Milley. The only thing he ever did in life worth uh, bragging about was played high school football on the same team as Rachel Levine. I don't want to, I don't want Mark Milley leading young men into battle. That scares me. This is a woke general who wants to learn about white rage and he's leading the effort to, to for the U S military to be more diverse and more inclusive and weaker. He is an absolute disgrace. He went before Congress this week and said, this will be a protracted war. It'll be, it'll be going for years, maybe decades. And when he said it, I'm pretty sure you couldn't tell because he's got this huge gut. I'm pretty sure he had a full head of steam going when he had, when he said it, because he loves the idea of an endless foreign war with trillions of taxpayers money and all his friends in the defense industry riding high and making billions. He loves that on this in the same week, Joe Biden said, this is going to go on for a long time. Joe Biden does not mind the idea War war helps polls numbers. We, we know that, uh, that Joe Biden is a soulless cranky old man who doesn't care if it costs lives and limbs he wants to lead the troops into battle. That's what he wants to do and help his sagging poll numbers. He wants to do it before November. Uh, he doesn't have much time left. He probably doesn't have much time left in the office. We've seen just how far he's deteriorated. He talks about uh, a, a, a long-term battle and he talks about war and he talks about winning and he never talks about let's end this. None of these guys do. They never talk about let's end this. Uh, and, 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 Again, you're, you're, you're not allowed to say things like, boy, those Ukrainians, they're uh, not sure about them. They have an entire battalion of neo-Nazis fighting for Ukraine, fighting for Zelensky, and you don't hear a lot about them. <laughs> you got to look in the dark places on the web to hear about the Azov, Azov battalion who literally wear you know, swastikas and do the Heil Hitler thing. They're the good guys. They're the good guys. You know who the bad guys are? You know who the bad guys are? Those, uh, you know, 30-year-old women in uh, Belarus who are been training their whole lives to run the Boston Marathon. They're the bad. We got to keep them out. You Are you with, the, are you with, with, with Russia? Are you a traitor? Are you a Putin puppet? Good. Then you must support keeping... Russian and Belarus runners out of the Boston Marathon. This is an absolute disgrace. I know I'm, I'm pivoting, but there's a, there's a uh, common thread here. 
only one side is allowed to speak on this. Only one side is allowed to have an opinion. It's remarkable. Something as ridiculous as, as, uh, <laughs> as insane as this of keeping, oh my God, you're sending me more videos. <laughs> Ironhead is sending me videos of Russian POW shot in the legs. Ironhead is rooting for Putin. Absolutely. He's a Putin whoa, whoa, whoa. You no click way. on this, that means you're rooting for Putin. Don't put Putin. Don't you know the rules? I thought you were you were putting out a request uh, request for war crimes. No, no, so. no, 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 no. Only one side of war crimes. Don't you know anything? Honest <laughs> to God. Do you know how this works? Um <laughs> We talked about this weeks ago. The the 20-year-old piano player in Montreal in the symphony kicked out, even though, by the way, the kids spoke out against the war. Uh, we The, the uh, handicapped athletes, the Paralympians from Russia kicked out. So some Russian guy who got paralyzed, you know, in a car accident, plays sled hockey, was looking forward to competing in the Paralympics. No, can't have him because... The leader of his country, a tyrant, a war criminal, um, invaded a neighboring nation. So you can't participate in the Paralympics. We we heard about Russian restaurants, including the famed Russian Tea Room in New York, losing you know half their business, more than half their business. People are boycotting restaurants owned by people of Russian descent, people who are one hundred percent against the war. <laughs> I'm not sure how we got to this place, but it's an interesting place. And it's, and it's clearly uh, you have people who are just trying to uh, go with the crowd. Uh, there, it's, there's a little uh, copycat thing going on here where you say, Ooh, you kicked out the Russian piano player. I'm going to kick out the Russian. There was also a Russian. Uh, what do you call the guy who swings the stick? for Maestro. The yeah. A maestro. A maestro, a symphony leader, kicked out. I forget what it was. It was in the Northwest, uh, where all kind of crazy things usually start. Uh, kicked him out too because you know his grandmother was born in in, in Moscow or something, or you know his <laughs> his mother came over from uh, from Leningrad or St. Petersburg. Uh, so we must kick him out as part of the war effort. Now this all. Um, this all is insane. It's stupid. It's unprecedented. Um, but if you don't support it, then you are supporting Putin. You're with Russia, you know, just like Tulsi Gabbard and Tucker Carlson. You're supporting Putin. What is wrong with you? Do you want to see more Ukrainians die? We must kick piano players out of the Montreal symphony. If you're with the war effort, we must kick that old, whatever that, that, that woman from Belarus out of the Boston marathon. They announced this yesterday. I'm going to get the story up. Do I have uh, the story up? Uh, because uh, it 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 is a, 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 an absolutely insane uh, edict or uh, decision by uh, by the BAA, Boston, the, the people who run the Boston Marathon, organized the Boston Marathon. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, who has this story? Let me add CBS. So I'll get the CBS story there. I think they're the ones that uh, carry the marathon. This is from uh, Shanna McCarriston. On Wednesday, the Boston Athletic Association announced that the 2022 Boston Marathon and the 5K will have restrictions regarding athletes from Russia and Belarus. The new rules regarding those traveling from those countries comes after Putin invaded. No kidding. Uh, anyone living in Russia or Belarus that registered for either race will not be permitted to compete. Now, I'm not sure how many people this affects, but they put out a statement. Uh, this is from uh, Tom Grillick, longtime uh, president of the BAA. Like so many others around the world, we are horrified and outraged by what we've seen and learned from Ukraine. We believe that running is a global sport, and as such, we must do what we can to show our support for Ukraine. So you're supporting Ukraine by kicking some runner from Belarus, some, I don't know, 47-year-old woman, her whole life dreamed of running the Boston Marathon, signs up, <clears throat> sends her check, trains, you know, gets ready, makes her plans, flying to Boston. She's out because we're supporting the people of Ukraine. Now, honestly, who does this affect? 
how does this affect the war? How does this affect, you know, Putin? We're not going to let that, uh, that, that, that cross country star from Belarus come to the marathon. Now, first of all, obviously it's, it's pandering, it's virtue signaling, it's silly. And I point this out on Twitter and on this show when they've done it before, when they've you know kicked people out of the Paralympics and how absurd that is. By the way, the Paralympics were held in Beijing. So Beijing, the, the, the Chinese Communist Party would not allow a Russian handicapped athlete, a handicapped swimmer to compete because Putin invaded Ukraine, China, mm-hmm. Beijing where they have concentration camps. I, I just looked uh, last uh, last time they had an open or whatever, a marathon that wasn't COVID affected with in the spring with, with uh, uh, no travel restrictions. China sent 429 runners in 2019 to participate in the Boston Marathon. That's much more than Russia or certainly Belarus. But let me ask you this. Uh, what's his name again? Tom Grillick of the BAA. You're going to have hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of runners from China next, when is that, a week? Yes. Next week? Uh, Next week. Yes. Hundreds of runners will be flying in from China. China, I don't know if they're aware of this, just unleashed a virus. I'm going to get the latest numbers. On the world, 6,191,425,425 deaths. um, around the world, more than 1 million deaths, 1 million 10,000 deaths in the U.S. That country, they lied about it. They covered it up. We all know the truth. We all know it came from the lab. They, 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 they stopped people from traveling around China. They let them travel to the U.S. They did nothing to stop this virus after they uh, let it escape from the lab. That country, no problem running in the marathon. Oh, by the way, that country has concentration camps full of Muslims, Uyghur Muslims. That country has forced abortions, forced sterilizations. That country's committing genocide. Oh, and one more thing, Tom Grillick from the BAA and everyone who supports this insanity. They make fentanyl. China makes fentanyl. They send it to this hemisphere. It comes up through the southern border last year. That drug from China, courtesy of China, killed over 100,000 Americans. Right now in America, fentanyl is the number one killer of people 18 to 45, the number one killer. How many, how many, how many people have the uh, Ukrainians uh, the as, or the Russians? How many people, how many Americans have died in the Ukraine? I think that's uh, zero. Mm-hmm. 100,000 people have killed by fentanyl from China. But the Chinese runners can get on the plane today and pack their bags and bring their, you know, you know, bring all their stuff and come on and run in our mouth. We'll cheer them when they come running by. Oh, he's from China. Everyone will cheer along the route. No one will ask a question of why this Chinese runner is allowed to run. And I, I have no problem allowing him to run. But the Russian guy, the Belarusian, he can't run. And by the way, can you run if you're from Georgia? Russia took over Georgia, conquered Georgia. They, they're Russia's ally. We know they're, that's where the many of the uh, invasions, invading armies are coming in from. Uh, what about countries that align with Russia? What about, hell, China aligns with Russia. What about countries that have uh, have not protested the war and have allowed Russia to, to, to get away with this invasion? I mean, is that the BAA's job? They're going to sit there and say, gee, What's your stance on the war? Although that doesn't matter because the kid who got kicked out of the symphony spoke out repeatedly against the war and they still kicked him out of the symphony. You know what I can't wait for, Ironhead? I'm looking forward to. What should say it that way? I'm uh, awaiting China's invasion of Taiwan, which will be, there'll be many parallels, many parallels to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They'll say that's our property. That's, you know, we're trying to put the, put the empire back together. What happens then? Do we kick Chinese violinists out of the symphony? Naturally, yeah. Do we do we oh yeah, do we do we not allow them to run in the marathon? Do we kick them out of school? Won't that be something? We just say we're gonna kick all the Chinese students and the professors out of our universities because you know China invaded a sovereign country. 
I can't wait. That's going to be fun to watch these hypocrites. I think the, the the smart play will be to go in downtown Boston, go to Chinatown. You know, all those people that chose to leave that crap hole country and yeah, lock, right. lo- lock them in there and say, this is your fault. That's I'm going to boycott. I'm not going to need Chinese food. Remember, after, consider the, the disparity here. After the COVID panic began two years ago and we were unsure what was happening, they were locked down. Uh, AOC and Nancy Pelosi and others encouraged people to go to Chinatown for yeah. dinner, go to Chinatown and patronize the restaurants. AOC it is said it was flat out racist to stay out of Chinatown. So our elected officials were, were encouraging, demanding you patronize Chinese businesses, Chinese restaurants, Chinese people, people came from China. And I was okay with that. I'm pretty sure I went to my local Chinese restaurant. I didn't blame them for COVID or I didn't blame them for the Uyghur Muslim. We're doing that same exact thing with Russians. Do you hear, does AOC come out and say, if you don't go to the Russian tea room, you're racist. Do you hear anybody kicking and screaming when they're kicking Russian and Belarusian runners out of a race or out of the symphony? Of course not. This is bizarre double standard. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know, when, after 9-11, you were not allowed to blame Muslims. You were not allowed to even say that. If you did, you were Islamophobic. And, and you know, the, the, the media, the New York Times would be writing about the backlash against innocent Muslims. There was a two-week grace period, though, there, I think. Somehow, the backlash against innocent Russians or even Belarusians, that's okay. Mm. That's encouraged. I mean, I tweeted about it last night and said how nuts it is, same as I did, you know, with the Paralympics and every other time. And I get, you know, some reaction. And invariably, uh, you know, the first one will be, you know, so I'll I'll just look up the the direction of Twitter. Are you for Russia now? Because I tweeted that you shouldn't kick innocent people out of the marathon because the evil monster who rules that country invaded a neighboring country are you for Putin now? It's incredible the 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 reluctance to even entertain uh, you know a debate on this issue. Is this right? Is is this fine? I mean, are we okay? Uh, uh, here's a, uh, I don't even want to read that one. Um, <laughs> and it's all you know. Uh, <laughs> did German athletes come to the U.S. in the forties? Trumpists only care about Trump and not their own country. What? What does that mean? Uh, I mean, other people are mocking it, saying that uh, that this will stop Putin now. But I'm okay if you want to say we should stop all Russian athletes, but I guess we should stop all Chinese athletes in any other country that we have a problem with. Uh, But we can't discuss it. If you discuss it, you're a Putin puppet. If you discuss it, you're with Russia. You're like Tulsi Gabbard. Mitt Romney might call you a traitor. It's just insane. It is insane to say someone who signed up and is ready to run from Belarus. No, you can't run because Putin. What because we should Putin. do is just line up everyone that wants to run in the in the in the marathon, right? And if Eric Swalwell sleeps with any of them, we know that they're an right. agent of chaos. You know what we should do? We should throw stuff at. Them. We should let them come here, <laughs> and then we should throw throw eggs and tomatoes at them and boo them because they're leading. Do you think the runner? Again, some those little skinny Belarusian, you know, thirty-year-old woman been dreaming about running. Do you think she supports the invasion? I mean, if you can show that she did, maybe you look at her social media. But I'm going to guess she's not gung ho about this invasion, which has rocked all their worlds. It seems like the only person that is gung ho about it is Vladimir Putin, because even their soldiers don't want to be there. Oh, we got that story. We got that story. There's a story of a uh, what is it, sixty soldiers abandoning their posts yes, and just refusing right. to fight. That's what I said from the beginning. I said that to you, whatever, 37 days ago. I said, there's a dynamic to this war that you're not, that's really kind of unpredictable in that Ukrainians are fighting for their lives, their families, their homes. They're fighting for everything. Russians are fighting because their commanding officer ordered them to fight. That's it. There's not, Russians don't, their heart's not in this. They don't want to do this. We've seen and heard stories about Russian guys giving up or hell disabling their own trucks or vehicles because they don't want to get to Kiev and kill civilians. They don't want to be there. You know, the Ukrainians 
they have no choice. They're fighting to the death. Literally, this is them fighting for them and their their, their families and their lives. Russians are like, you know, they're like, do we have to do this? Jesus, how much longer? So when it ends, you're going to find a, a lot of the stories about Russians who just didn't want to be there. But again, the people, oh, someone had a great idea. How does this idea? We decide that Kenya is complicit in this. They support, I don't even know where they stand on this war, but we decide they're, they're with Putin. Mm-hmm. We ban all Kenyan runners. It, it opens the and field then, up for sure. And then you might actually have an American <laughs> win the race. <laughs> <laughs> the Americans are like, yes, no, Ken, we might have to, hey, there's war in Ethiopia. We could, we could forbid, ban all Kenyans and Ethiopians. And maybe, I don't know, who else win? Mexicans. And then the Americans who used to, you know, actually win the race once in a while, the Americans could win, make all the, win all the money. You know, I, I'm the top American. Like to yeah. The top Americans always like, what, like 25 minutes behind the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I used to hate the marathon. I like it. And I, have, I don't care who wins. I don't care about the uh, first place finishers. The marathon's a great show. If you go toward the finish line after, you know, a couple hours after the, after the winners, the leaders, the the Kenyans finish, and you see, well, like I always say, some grandmother running to the finish line, and all the grandkids run up to her, or just people chugging it, just trying to fight to the finish. It's a I love you know the people who can. Yeah, I talked about it yesterday. People with mental toughness running the marathon for most normal people takes incredible mental toughness, and it's a sight to see. It's hard to get near the finish line these days. It's such a corporate event with a corporate tense and. But if you can get somewhere close, like Kenmore Square, it's a blast to watch. It really is. And uh, I'll be there Monday. I promise if any Russians or Belarusians sneak in the field, I will heckle them. I'll say, you suck. You suck. You're killing civilians. I'll, I'll throw things at them. And I'm sure everyone else will join me in that because we hate all Russians. Russia phobia. And Belarusophobia. That's allowed now. Yeah. That's encouraged. It's, uh, April, now, April 18th is the marathon. April 18th. Let me guess. It's Patriots Day. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's Patriots. Actually, it wasn't Every last time. year. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> un- unusual. But uh, uh, I don't know where this is going to end, but there'll be more examples of keeping. I just, I just, um, I wonder what's going to happen when China invades Taiwan. What are we going to do about all the Chinese kids and all the colleges and all the sports and all the races and all the symphonies we kicking them out to? Harvard will go uh, bankrupt. Got, uh, so that might be nice. Uh, uh, we got a lot to get to. We got a lot to get to with the uh, the Masters has happened. Max Kellerman doesn't think Tiger's much of an athlete. <laughs> I love that logic. I love that logic. Uh, Cracker Jack, the latest company, the latest snack company to go woke. We told you about Oreos a couple of days ago. Cracker Jack has taken it to another level. They've uh, re- got a new name and a new jingle. We'll play that for you. A Southwest guy, where I often take the side, the Southwest airline, the guys, I, I, I reflexively take the side of the, of the passenger and these fights on airlines since COVID started. Cause I generally assume it's uh, someone who wouldn't wear their mask properly or someone who couldn't get the mask on their two year old. So I'm generally, uh, my first instinct is to rip the airlines. Well, I'm going to say they went a little easy on a guy who misbehaved on a Southwest airline. We'll tell you about that. We will show you if you're watching along with us, Mark Wahlberg's house, he's selling it. And uh, I'm not sure who's kicking the tires, but I don't even know how Mark Wahlberg, he's had a great career. Even Mark Wahlberg, I don't understand how he can afford this home. Uh, is, uh, you know, the, <laughs> I, I was looking at his IDB, MDB page, trying to figure out where he made all his money. But I'll tell you one thing, he doesn't rest. He's just always producing or acting in some movie. And I guess he's uh, made quite a, uh, a, a pile of cash because you're not going to believe his house. You're not going to believe it. And Joe Biden, perhaps Joe Biden tells lots of lies. We're going to tell you the one lie he's told since uh, in the last couple of years that is the most brazen and the most ridiculous. And he's been exposed uh, on it once again. Uh, and we're going to update you on the Masters. If it starts, it is raining in Augusta. I think uh, my sometimes friend Kirk Minahan is there. That's too bad he's there. I hope he has an umbrella because it is raining and it is delayed, and we'll be waiting for them to tee it up, and we'll be watching all day. And 
we'll tell you why Max Kellerman, once again, is an idiot. But first, let me tell you about Callahan Coffee. We, you heard our announcement earlier this week. We introduced our first branded product. It is exactly what I wanted, Callahan Coffee. Good. Ooh, there's uh, Ironhead sucking down his Callahan Coffee. Delicious. Hey, you need to get yourself a Bug the Chug mug. That's sure. the only way to enjoy Callahan Coffee. We told you about it. We want to make sure we did this right, and we did. We partnered with a great local roaster company out of Waltham to create a custom blend specified to our liking. We like it rich, dark and rich. Um, we tested a bunch of samples, and then we left it up to Ironhead, and he picked this one. It is now known as Callahan Coffee. Combines beans from three different continents to create a unique Natural coffee flavor, a little chocolate, and a little caramel taste notes. It's a full-body dark roast. We use the most premium beans available. You will love it. We love it. We also have Bug the Chug mugs on the website if you want to do it right. Uh, you're going to love it. This is a great way to support the show while getting uh, a product you're going to love. Go to CallahanCoffee.com and click the link on our social media bios to order your Callahan coffee today. Also, Let's there should be you. there should be a link for the reusable K cups if you have a Keurig. Oh, good, we got those the reusable cups. That if you have, if you love your K cup, I love my K cup thingy, my machine, and uh, you can use this coffee uh, in put it in the reusable K cup. Works perfectly. That way, you won't drink too much. That's what happens when you make a pot like. Uh, like Ironhead does, and you guzzle a whole pot. But one, I might do day. that this weekend, just sit and guzzle a whole pot, watching the Masters. I did it this I morning. Wait. All right, let's get to uh, uh, let's do uh, my pillow, and then we'll get to everything else we got, including the biggest lie that Biden's told in his entire political career. But uh, let's talk about uh, my pillow. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now and you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. And it was kind of, you know, you expect it from Joe Biden. He tells, he lies. He's, you know, he can't help it. He talks about big mama and corn pop and his hairy legs and, you know, driving a truck and playing college football and finishing at the top of his class. And he just makes stuff up. Now we're not, not sure if it's actually, if he's actually lying or it's just, you know, the, the, the bleedings of a dementia patient. But he said this uh, many times on the campaign trail and he said it many times since he says, I never talked to my son, Hunter, about his business dealings. Now, you would have to be a member of the mainstream media. In other words, a Biden rump swab to ever believe that. I've said this many times. It's one of the least believable things he's ever said. Uh, with as many pictures of him on the golf course or in, in, in public with, uh, with Hunter's business partners, these oligarchs from China or Ukraine, of course he's lying. Of course he talked to Hunter. Um, uh, he, he flew to Beijing with Hunter on Air Force Two, where Hunter made a deal, I believe it was a billion-dollar deal. He walked away with like $5 million, obviously, kicked 10% to the big guy. That's at least a half a million for uh, Joe Biden when he was vice president. He was, he was selling influence. He was trading on Biden's, Joe Biden's name back then, and he never stopped. It's the biggest scandal in American political history. We know that now. We knew the, the the laptop was legit. The worst thing the Bidens have going for them, there's no he said, she said, no, this guy said you did this. It's all there on the hard drive. Everybody, uh, everybody has seen it, heard it, if they want to hear it. I mean, just read the book, Laptop from Hell. You want to, there's nothing, there's no speculation. It's all there. They have receipts. On top of that, they do have a he said. They have Tony Bobolinsky, 
who said he was in on meetings many times with Joe Biden about the business. So Biden tells this lie, this blatant, brazen lie, thinking, assuming the media will cover it up for him, and they usually do. But now we have, and, and this is not the worst thing that he's ever done. There's a lot worse, but he wrote a letter of recommendation. Here's my favorite part of this story. A letter of recommendation for a kid, a son of a Chinese oligarch doing business, a guy connected to the Chinese Communist Party, a guy who was in business with Hunter and Joe and Jim Biden. I wrote a letter of recommendation to try to get him into, get him into Brown. Is this not the most Biden thing you've ever heard? Obviously, that's unethical. Obviously, he's lied about it, but it didn't work. <laughs> he, the kid didn't get in. <laughs> I love that part of it. But it is, I hate to say it, I hate to go back to that old cliche, but the walls are closing in on the Bidens finally. And it is all blowing up on the mainstream media. They covered up the laptop 16 months ago, knowing it was true. They gathered up 51 hacks who claimed to be national security experts, intelligence experts, all agreed to lie for Biden and say, it looks like Russian disinformation. They knew it wasn't. We knew it wasn't, <clears throat> but it gave the media a, a, a chance to go into full cover-up mode and say, oh, it's Russian disinformation, Rudy Giuliani. They knew it was real. Everyone knew it was real. New York Times and Washington Post didn't authenticate, verify anything. It was already authenticated. It was already verified. Uh, Miranda Devine wrote the book. It's all in there. And all they had to do was read the book, but they don't want to. They want to continue to lie about it. Um, but it's you could feel it. It is the, the noose is tightening around Hunter. And the, the, it's not really a story about Hunter. We know about Hunter. He's a loser. He's a scumbag. He's a crackhead. He screws everybody over. He's, he's, a, he's a leech. Here's the problem. When you initially hear the story, like I did, whatever it's been, two years ago, about the laptop and about Hunter selling influence and Hunter on the Burisma board, you think he's a ne'er-do-well child, like a, like a problem child. And Joe, you know, is a good dad. He did everything he could. We all know parents who have kids who are troubled who are you know, into drugs or into whatever, and just losers who are leeches, who are bad kids like Hunter Biden, who's 52. Joe was in on it 100%. When you read the book, you realize why Hunter was so brazen. Because Joe wanted him to. He was the point man in this <clears throat> operation. Joe needed plausible deniability. His other son, Bo, was going to do things right and join the military and become a politician. He died, sadly. But Hunter's job was to be the money man, the point man, the, 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 the head grifter. And the thing that convinced me that this was true, and again, I used to think, I used to have a little sliver of sympathy, thinking, boy, it must be tough to have a son like Hunter Biden. He just screws up all the time. You know, he's been in rehab. He's, he got kicked out of the military after Joe Biden bent over backwards to get him in. He got him a special waiver because he was 40 years old. He got him in the military. And then like three days later, he flunked the test. He couldn't stop doing doing blow. So, so Hunter is obviously a handful. But Joe Biden wasn't trying to get him on the straight and narrow and get him to fly right. He was encouraging him to do this because that's how Joe Biden made all his money. Mm-hmm. His son did the bidding. His son did the, the, got on the boards. His son went to the meetings and his son came home with bags full of cash. His father obviously lied about it. But the thing that tips it all off is Hunter Biden paid the bills for Joe Biden. He paid for home repairs. He paid for home, uh, the, the, you know, all the bills for the homes, the mansions in, in uh, Delaware. Why would he do that? Why would he let his son, I mean, Joe Biden obviously made a lot of money. He's, he's certainly been grabbing it with both hands for 40 years in DC, 50 years. Why did he, why would Hunter have to pay the bills? Hunter told his daughter that he, he gives half his money to Joe Biden. The, the deals, Bobulinski confirmed once on the laptop, he gets 10% to the big guy, 10% to 5 million. That's good money. Joe Biden was in on it. He wasn't trying to get his son to, to stop doing these dirty deals. He was encouraging it because that was always Hunter's job. Bo was going to go straight and become a political leader, a senator, maybe president. 
Hunter was going to be the bad boy who went and got the cash for the family and used it to pay the bills for the big guy. It's all going to explode. I mean, clearly the media will be in full cover up mold, but when it does, it's going to be really uncomfortable. You have some cuts from Jen Psaki yesterday because she's already yeah. struggling with this. They ask her about it. She goes to, she wants it both ways to say, well, he wasn't president when he did that. And then she'll immediately cover it up. She was asked about him. They shared an office, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and this Russian, I mean, this Russian, this Chinese oligarch with direct connections to the Chinese Communist Party shared an office. Hunter got him a key, said this is the office in D.C. I mean, you don't know about his business and you're sharing an office with a Chinese, with a member of the Chinese Communist Party? It is laughable. Jen Psaki has an impossible job. The facts are all there. The evidence is all there on the laptop. And she has to explain it away and lie, which is what she does every day. And it just isn't working. But what do you have from uh, Peter Deuce, the Peter Ducey show? So there's evidence that the president at one point was office mates with Hunter and his brother Jim here in D.C. It's not accurate. That is not accurate. So when Hunter Biden is emailing a landlord, uh, please have keys made available for new office mates, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Jim Biden, that you're disputing. They were not office mates, no. They were not office mates. Okay. That, that's a lie. That is a 100% lie. Yeah. They have the proof. He had a key. They have the, they have the address. They have all the details. Um, it is, this is bad news for the mainstream media because again, there's never been a treasure trove of proof like this. Never. And we've heard many scandals over the years. We know about Watergate and we know Obama had a million scandals and sick the IRS on his political opponents and fast and furious. <clears throat> There's never been a, a, a scandal in politics in America with this much proof. It is just staggering. Your job is impossible, Jen. I realize you're going to lie and just continue to lie, but I don't know how long you can do that. It's time might be time to bail and go to MSNBC, but all right, let's do, uh, let's do Shay. And then we'll get to, uh, to tiger day one of the masters. I am so, so excited. Uh, and, uh, we'll tell you about that, uh, that passenger. We'll tell you what it takes to get kicked off a Southwest flight these days. And, We'll tell you about how Cracker Jack has transitioned, which I think is lovely. But first, let me tell you about Shea. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. All right, let's get to, uh, what do you want to do? Tiger, Tiger was supposed to tee off at uh, 10.30 or something. And then when it went to 11.04, I'm not sure when it's going to be. He's with Louis Hazen and uh, and Joaquin Neiman. And uh, there'll be a massive gallery around him. And I'm predicting, I'm gonna, uh, my prediction, as you know, is Cam Smith is going to win. I If I got to pick three, I pick Cam Smith, Louis Oosthuizen, and uh, somebody else I can't remember. Uh, I think you picked Sandy Lyle. Um, I'm predicting Tiger will make the cut. I'm going to go for it. It's close to 50-50, and I don't think Tiger will win. That's silly, but uh, I think. <laughs> I put money but on if it. He makes the cut. You did? Yep. What'd you bet? Uh, me and my brother-in-law, we put 125 bucks on it. If, if he wins, we get like over five grand. So <laughs> you, bet, you bet on him to win? Yeah, the odds were crazy. God. You, you know why? You know why? Bookies drive drive beamers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because of because of you. Because okay. of you. Bookies drive beamers because of Ironhead. 
and his brother who put who threw who lit $125 on fire. <laughs> be- if you put it on him to make the cut, you could double your money. I'd say that's a good move. Yeah. But I'm going to predict he makes the cut. The only way he doesn't make the cut is if he hurt. If he's hurt, he comes up lame and you see him limping. Right. If he's healthy, he's grinding it out and I can't wait. But yeah, I say this all the time. I hate people. Who say, oh, it's just golf. It's not golf. It's human drama. It's great suspense. It's great pressure. It's great TV. But leave it to that idiot uh, Max Kellerman to point out or to, to uh, give you his point of view on this, that Tiger's not really an athlete because he's never seen him run a 40-yard dash. Now, this is a little bit uh, messy, but here he is. I guess this is this what Max Kellman does now, a show with uh, uh, Keyshawn Johnson and Jason Williams. Is that his new gig? Since um, Stephen A. Smith booted him off first take, he literally said he's got to go because he hates him uh, and uh, replaced him with a whatever, a rotating cast. But I guess Kellman does this now, and he talks about – he talked yesterday about a Tiger's really not an athlete. Let's listen to Max. Tiger Woods is an elite athlete. Would well, you know? Would you not say Tiger would, Woods is yes. not an elite athlete? No, I would not say that. No, I would. You say, would not I say would, Tiger would, Woods is an elite athlete. No, I would that's say. What I, no, I, would I would say Tiger's an elite. That may be okay. He may be, but I don't think. I don't think you can demonstrate that just by playing golf. What I know about Tiger is his hand eye is next level. His will to win is extremely excellent, right? And his mechanics. His mechanics are beautiful, right? All those kind of athletics. I don't know how fast he runs, how high he jumps, all that. Does he do anything about him being an elite athlete? He's got. Come on, He's Max. got some athletic traits in him. Come on, you man. You, him you, agreed. You can yeah. look at him and tell, but you can't. You don't know that from him playing golf. I don't know how, what his time in the forty is because stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> but the point is this: he doesn't. It is the kind of sport, Jay, that like your your hand eye coordination is going to age better than your explosive leaping ability, right? So therefore, just because he's forty six, it doesn't mean he's done winning majors necessarily. Exactly. He can still do that. That's, that's the point, point that we're yeah, making. That's my- because he's an elite athlete. Uh, yeah. that's, that's so stupid. First of all, you know, what else are you going to call him? He's an athlete, right? He's an athlete. He's a great golfer. So he's got those traits, hand-eye. You know, he's, he's got athletic ability to make the turn, to play for this long. He's got, obviously, he's got athletic ability. And so does, you know, Dustin Johnson. And so does uh, whoever, uh, you know, John Rahm. But he, he doesn't know he's an athlete. And then elite athlete because he doesn't know his 40 time. Well, I know Tom Brady's 40 time. I think it was five, two, five, one. We saw it. Does that mean Tom Brady's not an elite athlete? We don't think he can jump particularly high. So he can't run or jump. He's not an elite athlete. Well, is, uh, is Pedro Martinez an elite athlete? You know, is, uh, Max Scherzer. How fast does Max Scherzer run? <laughs> Um, again, well, hell, how about hitters? How fast did, uh, you know, Babe Ruth run? Hank Aaron, how fast does, uh, you know, Mike Trout, uh, you know, he can run. We know he can run, but that's not what makes him an elite athlete. There are other things involved. I, you know, Usain Bolt can run. I can assume he's a great athlete. I'm not sure he could hit a 95 mile per hour fastball. There's different barometers. You know it when you see it. Tiger Woods, because he's what he's accomplished in his sport, is an amazing athlete. And by the way, even if you went with the 40-yard dash and the running and jumping, I think Tiger would hold his own, don't you? I, mean, I, I do. Not, not, maybe not, not now after the Shane accident. Lowry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, now he's old, but he, he might. I'm not talking about Shane Lowry. We're talking Tiger Woods. Of course he's an yeah. elite athlete. Look at look at what the impact alone he's had on golf. He's made it more athletic across the board. You got like the right. Kepkas, the DeChambos, less people looking like John Daly. You know what I mean? Right. And they're all, you know, they're in the gym, they're working out, and they look good, and, they're, and, and they know not only does it help you, you know, make the turn, but it helps you last, helps you survive in the sport. Right. There's still, there's still some fat guys. You know what they are? They're fat athletes. That's They're right. fat guys with great hand eye. Love them. You know, good balance. And, you know, guys like Shane Lowry are great players. And, you know what, they probably get to the point where they say, this is working. I'm a major winner. I'm not going to lose weight now. Kind of like your philosophy in life. It's working. You stick with it, right? I look good. All right. A, a couple more quick things. Good luck with your 100, 125. Boy, you must have money to burn because that's literally what you did. You <laughs> just lit it on fire. Hey, what are you going to say on Monday when time I'm going to say I was wrong. <laughs> if you win five grand, you'll probably quit. But 
All right, a, a couple more quick things. I got. I mentioned this guy, this Southwest Airlines. I saw. I saw uh, a couple of shows. It was on the five, and they were uh, alluding to it. But they, I guess, somebody made an editorial decision not to, uh, not to do it, not to talk about it, and I can understand why. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done on a plane? I'm assuming you're not in the, the mile high club. I'm not either. I don't even know how people do that, but uh, probably, uh, uh, probably farting. I would say <laughs> that's not that weird. That's not that weird. I don't know what I would class. I uh, trying to think of something I did on a plane, like I don't know, drinking or maybe eating something. Or, uh, anyway, here's a guy up. This is from uh, the New York Daily News. A passenger on a Southwest Airlines flight pulled his pants down and masturbated four times on a three-hour flight from Seattle to Phoenix. Federal investigators said Antonio McGarity was arrested when the flight landed at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport, according to a criminal complaint. Uh, uh, McGarity admitted to masturbating multiple times on the flight in front of a woman sitting next to him. FBI investigators said on the complaint, the woman said Garrity pulled his pants down early in the flight and masturbated four times in the first hour. I don't have his age, but he must be young. The woman snagged pictures of him in the act to show police. And after Garrity fell asleep, <laughs> she asked the flight attendant to move to a different seat. Here's my best. Here's the best part. McGarity claimed the woman said it didn't matter if he masturbated and he found it. And he found that kind of kinky. <laughs> but they didn't buy his story and it detained him. Uh, he's been banned from all future flights. Now it's weird enough that he did this, but four times, See, four times. This is what happens when you shut down all the loony bins. Uh, I'm going to just say I'm, uh, I'm all for banning him. This is one strange, crazy, kinky dude, because I mean, I guess the good news is he was wearing a mask when he did it. So the airline was, <laughs> didn't think there was anything wrong. Didn't stop him. Yeah. He was ma wearing a mask, but he just thought it'd be kind of kinky, uh, <laughs> but I'm not sure I want to get in. I'm not sure I want to sit near Mr. McGarity ever again, but mm. right, before we go Cracker Jacks, it's good to know Cracker Jack has transitioned. I think it's nice. We celebrate that nowadays. Cracker Jack is now Cracker Jill. Uh, every day there's a new snack company. It was Oreo a couple of days ago. Now we get Cracker Jack. They're not getting rid of Cracker Jack, but they're adding Cracker Jill, you know, to be more inclusive because Cracker Jack was sexist. Is that amazing? Do you think there must be people in the office somewhere and wherever in New York or in the Battle Creek, Michigan, running these snack companies saying, how can we be more woke than Oreo? What can we do to prove how inclusive we are. I can't wait for Cracker Jill to demand equal pay when she's, you know, the revenue is yeah. one fiftieth of Cracker Jack. Oh well, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not sure this is Cracker Jill. This might be Cracker Jack, you know, in, uh, in his Rachel Levine phase, but here's the funniest <laughs> part. They have a song. Not only do they have a new product with Cracker Jill, but they have a song and they're hoping it catches on and I get bad news for them. It ain't going to happen. You, they, yeah. you know how people sing the song at baseball games, the Cracker Jack, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. They have a song and they're hoping it'll catch on. You tell me, let's listen to the new jingle for Cracker Jill and tell me if they'll be singing it at ballparks around America this year. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jill. No one can stop you if you have the play ball see here's the here's uh, the problem of course Course, it's, a, it's a young African-American singer. And then they show a whole rainbow of women, female athletes. No, no Leah Thomas. I'm disappointed. But they, they finish, finish it with some kid, some poor girl with a, a prosthetic leg. Yeah. By baseball. I mean, it's just, how can we be as a woke and whatever? Cracker, it's, Jacks, it's was, Cracker Jacks was never sexist to begin with. All sports included. 
I, I, uh, I, I can't even, uh, I don't know what to say. I was going to get to Mark Wahlberg's $87 million house. Hopefully, uh, Father Stew, which opens, I think, this weekend, uh, does well because, man, what a crib. A five-hole golf course. He, he, like, owns a whole valley in California, and he's been very successful. I, nothing against him, but I'm not sure why anyone would want an 87. I mean, it's just like a castle. Don't you feel like you ever get to the point where you feel like it's too big and you don't know, don't use half the rooms, but I, I don't uh, want to say it's a coincidence, anyway, but uh, Epstein's good man. luck. Good luck to, uh, to Marky Mark selling that, that house, uh, with the five hole golf course. Very cool place. I'm not sure where he's, where, maybe he's downsizing, but maybe he's afraid that uh, father Stu is not going to take off, but I think, I think it looks good. I haven't seen it. I didn't get invited to the premiere, but I think it looks good. All right. We have to leave it there for today. I have to go watch some golf. Uh, you have to uh, go uh, make some more bets. You got to bet on someone else, bet on someone who can realistic go bet on camp Smith for me. Would you yeah, put 20 you- bucks on camp Smith for me? All right. Oh, is it too late now, though, actually? Let's, let's, uh, that'll, that'll do it for today. Uh, uh, thanks to everybody for watching, for listening. Thank you, uh, Craig, for putting it all together. Tomorrow, locals only. Go to callahan.locals.com if you want to join the community, join the family, and uh, uh, join us every Friday on a uh, subscriber-only show on locals.com. But... Uh, We will uh, leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll talk to you tomorrow only on Locals. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.